Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, here I am again. How is everyone? Anybody having any crazy dates these days? For any new listeners, you've reached dating funnies. Or not. Crazy world of dating. I keep listening to some TikTok videos and stuff about advice on dating and one of the things I heard the other day was about texting or emailing someone a few times and then go meet go meet them what a novel idea and they selling the concept that hey phones have only been around for like 10 or so years whereas dating's been around for hundreds of years and the best way to really get to know someone and see if you're really interested and maybe going on another date like we've talked about before is to go meet them, sit down with them, and spend an hour with them and say, would I want to have dinner with this person? It doesn't have to be a big, fancy meet and greet, nor should it. It should just meet for coffee, meet for an ice cream cone. Just sit and just chit-chat, talk. You're, you're trying to get to know somebody. You know, you're not trying to find the romance of all romances in the first meeting. I mean, I don't know how many times I've talked about how people meet someone and after the first meeting, they weren't sure. Then they go meet again, and then they meet again. And about the third or fourth day, they're like, oh my gosh, I really like this person. What happened to that? Does anybody do that anymore? You know, I just chuckle. And, and I've run into that on a match date that I went on, which I'll talk about here shortly. But I also want to talk about a couple of things today. How many of you, raise your hand so I can see, heard about the Cheesecake Factory date. Anyone hear about that? If you didn't, didn't enlighten it. So I watched the video. Apparently this guy on a first date went to go pick up this lady and she made him wait an hour. Made him wait an hour. Wouldn't even let him wait inside the house because she didn't know him. Yeah, I get that. Fine. But to make him wait an hour in his car? And then when she finally came out, he apparently made reservations at a place for a nice sit-down dinner, but those reservations came and went because she made him wait an hour. So he went to option B. Okay, well, he drove her to the Cheesecake Factory. She wouldn't get out of her car. He started asking, well, what's the problem? You don't take someone like me to Cheesecake Factory. So he's basically trying to have a conversation with her to see what the problem is that the date was also about him too, not just about her. I mean, kudos to the guy because for me, if you're gonna keep me waiting for an hour, I'll go up to the door again after 15, 20 minutes and say, hey, are you ready? If you're not, then uh, I'm gonna move along. How rude, how condescending, how pretentious do you think you are? I don't care if you're a man or a woman. I mean, if I go meet somebody for coffee or a date and, and they are late 15, 20, 25 minutes at the most, and I don't get a text or a phone call and say, hey, I'm stuck in traffic. Hey, I'm running late. I don't wait. I leave. I'm not going to wait around for it. I'm not going to reach out to them and say, hey, where are you? If they have the ability to reach me, they can show some courtesy, some common sense, some decency to sit there and say, hey, I'm running late. Would you mind being patient in your car? I'll get ready as fast as I can. All right, I can do that. But to just make someone wait or not show up, ghost them. I mean, how many times we've all been ghosted, we've all been stood up, 
but I'm not going to sit around for an hour or two hoping that someone's going to show up. Are you kidding me? Let's quit being rude to one another. I, I just can't believe this lady. It, it, you can look it up under X, which used to be Twitter, or get on TikTok, or Google it. Cheesecake Factory Date. See what your thoughts are on it. I think she was totally out of place. And if that's how she treats her dates, she'll be single forever. And I have this one philosophy. What you do in one thing, you do in all things. So she treated it this way. So she's treating everyone that way. She's projecting onto him what she doesn't like about herself. But it's, you know, everybody, I would say 95% of the comments I see of all the different platforms I saw it on, all support the gentleman that tried to take her on a date. He didn't know much about her either. He's trying to get to know who she is. Well, she showed him who she was. Next, I'm moving on to the next person. This is absolutely nuts. Now, speaking of moving on to things, I have been not a fan. I've been more of a spectator of The Golden Bachelor because I was interviewed to maybe be on that show. Now, and I've talked about in previous podcasts, I'm glad I, I didn't go on the show. Because I don't like how the show, and I don't really watch the Bachelor series or the Bachelorette series. So what they do in one thing, they do in all things. So how they portrayed this man or portrayed those women is what they've done in all the other series. I'm convinced of it. Because they portrayed this gentleman, Gary is his name, as being a restaurant error. We've talked about this. He hasn't been associated with the restaurant business since 1985. Give me a break. He's not a restauranteur. He doesn't own a bunch of restaurants. He's, you know, he's in the produce business, produce salesperson. And that's fine. That's okay to have that as a bit uh, working for a company doing that. But why lie and say you're a restauranteur? Then they make it sound like he's sitting home grieving with his wife that passed away seven years ago. And he talks to her every day, tries to get her permission to go out. Yet, come to find out. He's been dating since she passed away. He waited a year and started dating. He's been dating several people. He isn't mourning anybody. and that He has the right not to mourn, but he portrays himself like he's this long-lost person trying to find love again. This is his first step out of his shell. I call bullshit on all that. It's total bullshit, and that's how they sold it. So I'm never going to go on there. I don't care to go on there. Not to mention that over this course of eight, ten weeks, I don't know how you really get to know anyone. But I've also read a few comments that I agree with. He misleads people. He manipulates people. In the last few women that he chose, I mean, he specifically told them, each of them, that he loved them. He told one lady and her family that he would protect her heart. She said, I love you, and he said, I love you too. He misled her. He was basically, just from the clips I saw on TV, he would tell these women what they wanted to hear and then did just the opposite. And who is he to get between him you know, and uh, Teresa and Kathy with their little disagreement? That's not his role. So, I mean, I'm just so disgusted by how those things played out because I think he could have been a man. He's not a man amongst men. He is not a man. And the women on the show, I've done a little bit more research in some of the women on the show, and they're not who they say they are either. And, you know, that might work for them. It might work for him. 
it doesn't work for a guy like me. I, I, get, I get a chuckle. And, I, and I, once again, I saw that statement I made comment of last time. That come to find out, Walt Whitman actually made the quote, be curious, not judgmental. And he, in my opinion, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what's behind the scenes. I don't know how much they interact, but I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of messed up in a lot of ways. I will say, as I think most of you might agree, when you're dating over the age of 50, it's a lot more problematic in so much as this. Consider this if you would. He lives in Indiana. He's 72. He's not 70. He's not 71. He's 72. He's got his daughters living there. He's got his granddaughters living there. He's in the house that he and his wife bought before she passed away. What is the likelihood that he's going to move to Minneapolis, move to New Jersey, move to Washington, or any other place that those other women are from, and give up his home that he had with his late wife, give up his kids, and give up his grandkids? What are the odds that he's willing to do that? I would say the odds are there's zero. It's just like the women that I just mentioned. They've each got kids and grandkids in different parts of the nation. New Jersey, Minneapolis, the state of Washington. You know, what are the odds that they're willing to just move to Indiana to be with this guy and move away from their kids and their grandkids? I would say that's very little to none. I mean, it's problematic as it is. Meech is trying to date someone from King County that I live in to Pierce County, which is south of here. It's, it's a long commute. So you're going to try to commute back and forth. Now, it's, you know, if you're if you're Kelsey and Taylor Swift, they got private jets. They'll just jump on the jets and go fly to each other. But the average guy or woman like these people are in this show, they, they don't have the resources and they likely don't have the desire to drive nine, ten hours to go date someone, to fly every other weekend to go date someone. I know that it can be done. I, I've seen it done with friends, relatives, my son and his wife. But it's easier when you're younger, you're, you're late teens, your teens, your 20s, 30s. If you don't have a, you know, you know married and kids and, and, and grandkids, it's a hard deal. I mean, for me, if I happen to be on that show... How would I date someone from New Jersey, Minneapolis, Washington, when I'm thinking about moving to Arizona to be near my grandkids, to see them on the more regular basis? At least until they're teenagers, then I don't want anything to do with them. Because <laughs> I know what it's going to be like trying to raise teenagers. I, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Just correct me if I'm wrong. But it did... And now you know, I started following some of these people and on Facebook and Insta just to kind of get a little bit more background on who they are. And I chuckle the, the lady in Washington. I mean, she's a radio personality. She uh, plays guitar and sings at a local pub or two she's out and about so why doesn't she meet someone why hasn't she met someone and I think she best summed it up the last bit I saw of her is that the experience for her has taught her that she needs to start taking down her walls and allow opportunities to come so the more opportunities she has that she can make choices that are to her best interest this Gary guy isn't the end-all be-all of all men 
for these women on this show to think that he's the only guy out there that's a nice guy that can cherish and desire and want a, a partner is absolutely nuts. And she'll find out. As she's out and about, people recognize her more. I mean, she's got great energy, as does a lady in Minneapolis. We have to make ourselves available. You know, I'm, I'm stuck in that rut, too, where I get up, go to work, go home, get up, go uh, go to work, go home, because I'm tired of going out trying to meet people. And maybe that's where she's at, maybe where some of these other women are at. But if we really want to meet someone, date someone, have a partnership or an intimate situationship to where we respect one another, have fun, you know, we don't necessarily need to get married, but it'd be nice to have a partner to to count on and to do things with, then we have to make ourselves more available. And, we, and that means we have to be open, both men and women. And it's one thing to go meet people, but if you're meeting people that aren't open, well, that doesn't work, does it? Not at all. You know, once again, be curious, not judgmental. But so many of us go out there and we're judgmental or we're stuck on our previous relationship. We're trying to get someone to measure up to our previous relationship. Or, like this lady I met on Match, I think she's stuck and still bitter and upset that her her husband left her a couple of years ago, so the story is told. You know, I met this lady, I thought, well, then i got to push my boundaries out a little bit. We met on match, and I, and I don't want to drive to Tacoma, but I thought, yeah, why not? If she's interested, I'll go meet her, I'll drive down there. And so I did, I drove down there. You know, she's divorced is what I was told. She said, look, you drive down here, and I'll buy lunch. I drive down there, and she buys lunch. Come to find out she's married for 45 years. Recently separated, they're not even fully legally divorced yet, so she's still legally married. And, you know, she's trying to tell me what she doesn't like, what she kind of likes. You know, it's kind of a fun, interesting conversation at lunch. But yet we spent three hours there and talking about the distance and, you know, what's important to one another with regards to grandkids and kids, things like that. So we agreed after that meeting we invited her to say, Look, let's go watch a, a football game. And she proceeds to say, okay, well, you pick your place, I'll come to you this time. I'm like, okay, fine. And in my head, I'm like, okay, fine. She comes up my way, and, and I'll buy lunch. I mean, drinks, what have you. So I'm trying to find a sports bar, someplace in between so she doesn't have to drive this far. So I find a place that I think is, you know, the last time I was in a place like this was uh, in Phoenix uh, after the Super Bowl when the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl against New England. Great, great sports bar. So, oh, they got one in our area. So I texted her and said, hey, let's go here. The place is called Twin Peaks. You know, wait staff that uh, have lots of cleavage in their clothes, but I didn't care. I was looking for TVs. I want a place that had lots of TVs. So I watch the game, have fun watching the game. Instead, I get this text message. She's a breast cancer survivor. She didn't think that was an appropriate place to watch a football game and make her feel less of a person, that I'd be looking at them and not her. So I'm sitting there having to explain myself to her. But, you know, as you can see, it backed me right up. So, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to, I like to meet and date someone who's confident in themselves. I'm just, I told her, I'm just trying to find a sports bar. So I said, okay, well, that's fine. No problem. I don't have to go there. Let's go to BJ's. Great upscale uh, 
bar, restaurant that caters to families, and they've got some TVs, not a whole lot. Oh, I'm not going to BJ's, she says. The food is terrible there. All right. So then I pick another place and a little bit closer to where I'm at. So she agreed to meet me. And so she texts me that morning and says, Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I should be there by this time. Great. Look forward to seeing you too. So she comes and I've got my football jersey on of one of the team, team players. And underneath it, I've got a couple of warm shirts keep me warm because it's a thin shirt and it itches my skin when I put it on when I don't have layers underneath it so I had a couple of layers I put underneath it and then I brought her a little she she said that one of her things she she hates cold weather and she hates hot weather in my mind I'm thinking well okay well I love to ski I love to golf thinking ahead to Arizona on a more permanent basis and I got property down in Arizona okay well, how's this all gonna work and part of our first meeting we talked about skiing well I don't ski anymore okay and I like to golf yeah I don't I don't golf anymore because my my ex whenever we go on the golf course blah 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 he'd get this mad at this mad at that one time I was beating him he didn't like that so I don't play golf anymore Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not her ex-husband, but, you know. And that's what she alluded to on the, on the Twin Peaks thing, too, is that, you know, her ex-husband used to go to places like that. Well, I'm, like you said, I'm not your ex-husband. I'm just trying to get to know you, and I'm trying to accommodate you. And you got your reasons why you don't want to accommodate to do. So then she, she shows up. And we see each other, and okay, have her come over where I'm sitting. Got it set up so we can see the TV, big screen TV. And when we sit down, the wait staff comes up, and she immediately tells the wait staff that uh, she wants separate checks. I didn't fight it, didn't ask. Okay, whatever, that's what she wants to do. You know, I wanted her to feel safe and secure, no big deal. So we sit and trying to watch the game. And as we're talking, she ordered a few drinks. She starts to tell me about some 42-year-old guy that she was uh, having sex with a while ago. And, you know, she doesn't like guys that have man boobs or doesn't have beer bellies, in which uh, I, you know, which I don't have either. But she seemed to bring that up. She talked about her ex again and how he comes over to the house and picks up this. And, gonna help her with this project and then she starts telling me about you know what she wants uh someone that she might date blah 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 so and the whole time she's kind of punching at me and I'm like okay what are you you know yet she's doing the typical girl thing playing with her hair playing with her necklace so you know can't really read her but then at the same time i kind of lost interest in what she's talking about instead of getting to know me she's too busy talking about her and her ex and the guy that she's sleeping with and her friends are telling her to go out and have fun that she's on her phone texting you know i've kind of checked out of the whole deal so okay whatever so we finished the game we hang out for a bit i gave her this little beanie hat because she was always cold so i thought look here, here i'll give you this as a parting gift kind of a joke type thing but i wanted to uh i wanted to uh you know, that would be the nicest thing I could maybe possibly do. So she is grateful that I gave her that hat. But then 
you know, we decide to leave, and then she calls me like 10 minutes later just to let me know that she got on the freeway, headed back, because she wasn't used to driving outside of her specific neighborhood because her husband always drove them everywhere. Okay. So I said, go, let's drive home safely. And so then I get a text from her later that day. Hey, I had fun. Uh, appreciate the hat. So I text her back. The next day, because I fell asleep watching TV, and she said, and I said, hey, well, uh, glad you had fun. Me too. Enjoy the hat. Well, I said, I didn't even say me too. I said, glad you had fun. Enjoy the hat. And that was it. And then I get a text message later in the day. She said, I'm really surprised that you returned my text after the way I treated you, talking about my lover, my soon-to-be ex, and, you know, the things I demand from somebody. She was, you know, I, I, I kept having a few more drinks because I wasn't sexually attracted to you. So it didn't really matter what I said to you or how I acted around you. You know, I'm okay with the fact people aren't sexually attracted to me. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But it didn't give her the right or permission to talk down to me, be condescending, not be appreciative, be friendly and be kind to me. I was kind to her. She even said in her text, well, you're a really nice guy. I mean, the fact that you even responded after the way I treated you just told me how much of a nice guy you are. But yet, you know, she goes goes on to say, you know, I bet you're wild in bed. Whatever. Well, she doesn't know because she didn't ask enough questions. I'm actually a dominant. I, I enjoy leading the relationship to the best interest of the relationship. I am very, very attentive to my sexual partner. I'm very playful in the bedroom. I love sexual activity in the bedroom, even in my old age. But she never took time to, to, to discuss that with me. She'd made up her mind when she first got there that I wasn't the guy that she wanted. It's because I didn't look like her husband, more than likely. And then I get another text later that, you know, she's concerned because I look, she, she said, you know, I noticed that you're so much bigger than I remembered. Well, she would have asked. She would have found out I had this undergarments underneath my jersey. Again, didn't ask questions. Just judgmental. Just figured I was a big guy. But if you take off my shirt and stuff, you can see that I don't have a pot belly and I don't have man boobs either. At first, I was pissed off. But then I thought, what they do in one thing, they do in all things. So she's got her ex issues that she's still dealing with. She's projecting them onto me. Trying to convince me she's not dating anybody, not sleeping with the guy in Tacoma anymore. I don't give a rat's ass if she is or isn't. But why would you meet somebody, even if you don't think they're sexually attractive? If they're kind and nice and respectful to you, why wouldn't you be the same to them? There's no place for that kind of condescending behavior and attitude. Why treat people less than that? So again, I've dodged a bullet. So in the last text that she sent me, telling me that I'm not the guy, that she was rude to me on purpose, I decided not to return the text. I blocked her on my phone, and I blocked her on Match.com. How would you have handled that situation? I'd be curious to know. Did I mishandle it? I'm to the point where I'm not, I'm not sticking around to be treated like crap. If this is as good as it's going to be, out of the gate... What's it going to be like if I dated this lady for six months, nine months, a year? 
where everything I try to do is going to be shoved back in my face. I'm going to be talked down to if she's not happy. I'm going to be shown disrespect if she's not happy. I'm not hanging out for that. I got. I don't have much more time I got left here, but I'm certainly not going to spend it with somebody who's going to treat me like shit because she thinks she's got the golden one. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You don't have the golden one. You don't have the right to treat people like shit. So let's all stop doing that. If you don't like someone, say so. If you like them, say so. What happened to an open line of communication? Start off as friends. See if it builds from there. And if it doesn't, okay, that's fine. You got a new friend. Hopefully you won't treat your friends that way because if you're going to treat your friends that way, I don't want to be your friend. Anyway, that's my soapbox for today. I don't know what dating is going to look like going forward. I'm still on Zeusk.com, which is an interesting website for trying to meet people, different people on there as there are on Plenty of Fish or OkCupid and Match.com. And I signed up because Match.com may be a special deal for six months. And I'm like, wow, if the platform really works, what do I need six months? But I thought, what the hell? I've been on and off the platform so many times. I can't remember, so I signed up for six months. So, And once again, you know, between Bumble and Zeus and Match, we start a conversation ever so brief. Hi, how are you? Thanks for the interest. And then I never hear from them again. They just flat out disappear. I don't know what anybody expects. You start off with an open introductory, you chat a little bit, and you should after a few texts, emails, go meet. 95% of all communication is nonverbal. I would have never found out about all that stuff from that lady from Tacoma if I hadn't met her, talked about it in person, because there's if planning this whole thing and getting together to watch football, I never found out that all these problems that she had could have been withheld from me via emails and texts. I would have never found out. I wouldn't have seen person. I wouldn't have asked them maybe the right questions to see what is, you know, behind the curtain when it comes to a specific person. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is Dating Funnies. You can email me at D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Look forward to getting your comments and thoughts on my crazy world of dating. Happy holidays. Hope you have an enjoyable holiday season with friends and family. Once again, this is Dating Funnies.